the sermon title. And as our West Virginia friends say, the crack. Isn't that right, Mr. Harrell? The crack. It sounds like we say it, but I thought it was said different. Well, Lord willing and the creek don't rise is a saying that comes out of early America based on the idea that we depend on God even in the midst of storms. And today, we're going to look at this moment of Jesus confessing his future, saying the cross is coming. He's sharing the burden that he will be carrying. Uh, it's called the confession. And Peter, he then proclaims uh, and he professes Jesus as Christ. It's found in the Gospel of Mark, the 8th chapter, the 27th verse. Jesus and his disciples went on to the village around Caesarea Philippi. On the way, he asked them, who do people say I am? They replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others one of the prophets. But what about you, he asked, who do you say I am? Peter answered, you are the Christ. Jesus warned them not to tell anyone about him. Then he began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, chief priests, teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and after three days rise again. He spoke plainly about this, and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. And, and it says, but when Jesus turned and looked at his disciples, he rebuked Peter, get behind me, Satan, he said. You do not have in mind the things of God, but the things of men. Then he called to the crowd to him along with his disciples and said, if anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for me and for the gospel will save it. What good is it for a man to gain the whole world yet forfeit his soul? Or what can a man give in exchange for his soul? For if anyone is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man will be ashamed of him when he comes in his Father's glory with the holy angels. Let us pray. Dear Lord, this is the word of God for the people of God, and we pray that you bless this word. Help it to open up our hearts that we may understand there are better parts and there are parts of us that we are ashamed of. Help us, O oh Lord, to know that you open the door to possibilities in our life, to live life as it should be lived. Let us see the better things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Um, the storm, it brought out not only the worst of people, but also the better nature of people. There's a GoFunder page for one of the military out of Charlotte who spent a week in Newburn, and when he got back home to Charlotte, someone had robbed him of everything in his house of value. And they've already raised $15,000 in the GoFundMe page for this young soldier who, who gave 10 days of his life to help people recover there's so many stories of heroism and people helping people of the Cajun Navy and others that came and they brought their own personal boats, uh, as well as homes being opened up. And Lord have mercy, we saw the exodus of people from the ocean side and all the traffic we faced. Uh, we could not even get to Sanford one night, the traffic was so much. But you see the better nature of people. And in this scripture, what's taking place is that Jesus is opening the door for his disciples to now understand he is more than just a teacher, 
there's something more going on. And that more is his statement about what's about to take place, the events that are about to take place. But first he frames it with a question, who do people say that I am? And that's, that's a big question because we face that in our faith of understanding the nature of Christ. Who is Christ? And to me, understand Christ is my personal Lord and Savior. So when I answer that question, it's very personal to me. When the storm happened, Jesus was with me and my family, with you as my church family. There were a lot of prayers. So when I say that the storm was averted because of these prayers and petitions, I mean it. I'm not just saying that. I believe God is an awesome God. He's a powerful God. God is able to do things that are incredible. And faith demands that we respond with that. And in this uh, statement, Jesus is saying, who do people say that I am? And he knows the answer. And some are saying John the Baptist, of course. And some are saying Elijah and other prophets. And they're confused. Some of the disciples have heard people say. And then Peter, of all people, Peter, has this moment of his better nature. His better nature. He answered what God would have him answer, the better nature, where we do things that are beyond ourselves. Um, there'll be a great outpouring from the church and from others towards the storm victims. We will see this, and it shows the better nature. Did you know we're still helping Katrina victims even after all these years? The Methodist Church is still helping houses to be worked on, there were so many done, and certainly with Hurricane Matthew that hit us before, uh, there's working on that. See, the better nature is the call that God pulls us upward with. We do things because God would have us do them. That's the call that Peter had. That's why he's the rock upon which the church is built, is that at this moment in his state of being, Peter Voice is something that Peter didn't have the capacity to voice, yet he did it because God opened his mind and his heart to say it. And Peter said, you are the Christ. You are the chosen one, the Messiah. There's no doubt that in our living, we need a Messiah. We need a Savior. We need someone to deliver us. Humanity is too full of itself. It's so vain. It's incredible. It's so vain. Saturday of the storm, they're up there marching again by Silent Sam. I went by Silent Sam. We went to the Carolina ball game yesterday, and we went over to the game and watched the you know, Tar Heels finally win something, and uh, we celebrate that. But I walked through the campus, and I was thinking of the people who were this and that and all the politics and here they are marching to tear something down instead of helping somebody. In fact, right by the statue, there was a man asking for help. So I paused and I talked to him a while and didn't ask him his situation. And he, like others, are facing hard times. And we talked and, uh, and then I kind of moseyed on, thinking of his life and how we can help and what we do. See, there's moments the better nature happens, and we do what God would have us do. But then what happens is the human nature. <laughs> uh, it's the lesser nature. It's that 
Jesus then shares, well, the great salvation of humanity through the cross with his disciples. And he says, after three days, after being killed, I will rise up. He confesses to them the great mystery about to take place. And then Peter, of all people who just called him the Christ, the Messiah, turns around and pulls Jesus aside and rebukes him. So instead of his better nature now, he's now facing his human nature. That's the moment when the air condition goes out and you get a little hot, you know. And you're wanting water, but you couldn't get water because everybody hoarded water and they took all the water and you go to buy water and you can't get water, so you got to get soda and nobody wants soda when it's hot. I love everybody who had power. I love you so much with the depth of my heart, I love you. Because God... He blesses everybody in some way, in some form, in some, you know, nature. And I can tell you, like I uh, shared with the trustees the other day, I got a little, uh, um, what's the word, grouchy? Is that a good word, grouchy? You ever seen a preacher grouchy? It's an awful sight. They, they just start preaching and talking, and it's 3 a.m. in the morning. And the water has put out the pilot light, which I know I should have turned off, but I left the pilot light onto the you know, fireplace and the water's coming down the fireplace and Mr. Frank and his helpers helped put that beautiful tarp up there and we're gonna fix that. But the pilot light went out and I'm real weird about gas. You know, natural gas, I freak out. I'm just really weird and so I'm hollering, somebody get up and help me. I gotta turn off this pilot light and I start preaching and my brother, he gets up half asleep and then his son, Christian, gets up. He goes to East Carolina. And uh, they all get up and the whole house is stirred. And I'm saying, we got to turn off the pilot light. Well, the pilot light was already off. We got to turn off the gas. And, and I'm freaking out and everything. And I was real grouchy. Um, see, I'm confessing right now. And my soul feels so much better that I've confessed in front of you. Well, I just pulled a Peter. Peter just called him, you know, Christ and turns around and says, what are you talking about? You can't do this. You can't die on us. And what is this talk of resurrection? We don't know what that means. See, we have our better nature. Then we have our human nature. And thanks be to God that our human nature isn't the final statement of who we are. Now, what Jesus does to Peter is Jesus makes sure his disciples see this. Notice it says that he turned and looked at his disciples. He did this for the disciples' sake, not for Peter's. Because Peter was a work in progress. What he did is he turned to his disciples and he said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. Oh, my Lord, have mercy. He just called Peter down. He said, Peter, how, how, how could you do this after you called me to Christ? You turn around and you rebuke me and tell me I can't do what I have to do. Who do you think you are? I was reading Romans, the 11th chapter the other day about uh, the statement of God and his awesome power and how we don't owe God in the sense that it's, it's something that we can think we have possession of and God doesn't owe us because God is God. But God loves us and he wants us to have the best and we need to ask for the better nature. In this scripture, Peter is trying to stop the very process of salvation and Jesus is calling it for what it is that you, Peter, have lost sight of your role. Your role is to testify to me. And he calls him Satan. 
He says, do you not have in mind the things of God, but the things of men? In other words, you are not thinking in the better nature. You're thinking in your human nature. Well, finally, we went outside, and I want you to know that there was a nest inside of the gas line, you know, the tank up there, and I had to poke the nest out with a, a stick, and I was scared there was a snake. Uh, and by the way, there was a snake uh, later. We found a snake. Uh, I tell you the truth, it just, when it rains, it pours, doesn't it? He was a little snake. But I had to, I had to pray over him after I killed him. That's what preachers do. <laughs> Sisters and brothers, we have our human nature and then we have our godly nature. And our godly nature must win out. In fact, Jesus goes on and shares with his disciples and the followers, he said, we must deny ourselves, take up the cross and follow Christ. He says, whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for me and for the sake of the gospel will save it. How did we grade on this storm as Americans? How did we grade in the sense of helping people? Well, it'll pour out. The good will pour out. But I've got to say right now, we're in trouble spiritually. I did not see the hospitality and love and grace. I saw fear and anxiety, and I saw selfishness at an unbelievable rate in this country. People ought to be ashamed of themselves not depending on God more and saying, Lord, help and deliver us from this. And God did. And he heard our prayers and he slowed that storm down because no one else can take credit for it but him. Whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for me and for the gospel's sake will save it. What good, Jesus says, is it for a person to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul? And people are giving their soul away this day and age. They're bartering their soul for the least instead of knowing the soul is all that we have that truly connects us to the Son of God. If anyone is ashamed of me, Jesus says, and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man will be ashamed of him when he comes in his Father's glory with the holy angels. And he's already said here in this scripture that he will rise again. And he spoke plainly about this. So Lord willing and the creek don't rise. In other words, it's upon God's will that we trust ourselves and our lives and the ones we love. We depend on God each and every day. And we should. Every time one of the family members takes a travel. And by the way, when my brother got back home, he had lost two shingles and one shrub. That's it. And the eye went right over him. He went back expecting to have his house flooded out and gone. And, and it was amazing. He had a hard time getting there because all the roads were flooded out and closed. And he serves a church at Warsaw. And, and there was some damage there and some people had some flooding. But he, he was sharing with me how this was a great miracle. And I said, this is the hand of God at work. And we need to proclaim it for what it is. But the truth is, there were people who went through this storm and never thought once of God in the midst of it. So how do we go forward? We go as believers trusting in God. And we let our better nature instead of our human nature win this. And when we do, we come to the point of salvation that we are saved. And that's what Jesus said, whoever believes in me shall be saved. 
He says, for whoever loses his life for me and for the sake of the gospel will save it. Let us pray. Dear Lord, help us to know the mission and ministry we are called to. And for this day, we give you the glory and praise. We have come through an awful storm, but here we are on the other side and we can rebuild and we can go forward. We ask that you bless us and give us grace and peace and be with each family here today that we're able to pick up the pieces and be able to build a better life, that our better nature will shine. In Jesus' holy, sweet name we pray. Amen. And our final hymn is 377, It Is Well With My Soul. This is a great hymn after we go through storms. <laughs>